This is the Old Radio Show's podcast. The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. With his faithful valet Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with racketeers and saboteurs, risking his life that criminals and enemy spies will feel the weight of the law by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure, Story of a Parrot. The Green Hornet strikes again. bunk room of a ship making its way in convoy back to the States from the South Pacific. A small group of Marines on extended recuperation leave were engaged in a game of chance commonly known as rolling the bones. Boys, make that point. Ah, gone. I missed it. You're right, you did. That's my throw. Hey, no, you don't. Come on, I've got you covered. It's my turn to shoot. (laughs) (laughs) Butch has to get in his two cents worth. Maybe you better let the parrot roll for you, Roy. I bet he'd do better than you will. Says you, chum. Well, here goes. Come on. Hey, oh, scram, you, fellas. It's a sergeant. Hey, you mugs. What's going on in here? Nothing, Sarge. Honest. Nothing, just... eh? I told you lop in and let the next to put the lad out and bunk down for the night. Some of you mugs are eating to go and KP the rest of the trip. Oh, but we ain't sleepy, Sarge. We'll go nuts if we can't have a little fun once in a while. Yeah, that's right. Have a heart, Sarge. Keep your trap shut, Marie. At least you ain't out in the middle of the floor playing crap. Oh, listen, Sarge. We've been sleeping most all day. Why can't we have a... I little... see you can. Ain't that enough? Now you boys get to your bunks and stay there. Get moving it fast. Okay, okay. But wait till we pick up our dough. We can't leave it here on the floor. Get going, I said. I'll pick up that dough. Maybe they'll teach you a lesson if I take it along. Here. Hey, what is that? <laughs> Hooray for Butch. <laughs> well, what do you know? The parrot beat you to it, Sarge. Look, he stuck the dough under Roy's pillow. Butch, you coming? Butch, you overgrown canary. Someday I'm going to wring your neck, bless you. He's uh, cussing you under his breath, Sarge. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Who ever heard of carrying a parrot around his marine mascot? When did you pick up that blasted parrot, Conway? I got Butch like from that a... the Solomons. I got Butch from a pilot who flew in from Africa. He's an African gray parrot and plenty smart, too. Ah, oh, nuts. One parrot's just like another to me. Oh, yeah? <laughs> that isn't all he's done, either. Why, I remember when he saved my life back there in the Solomons. What are you trying to do, Conway? Kid somebody? Oh, Roy ain't kidding, Sarge. Go on, tell him about it, Roy. Uh, wait. Maybe I can get Butch to show you how he did it, Sarge. Look, you have a pistol there. Pull it out and point it at me. Hey, what are you mugs trying to do? Ah, it's on the level, Sarge. Go ahead. Butch is watching you now. All right. But if this is some kind of a rib, well, Go you? ahead and see what happens. Okay. Yeah. Hey, look out! He's biting my head! What? Drop the gun! Drop it! <laughs> well, I'll be tired. That blasted bird almost bit my hand off. 
If I hadn't dropped that guinea, would I? <laughs> you see, Sarge, that's what I mean. Saved my life. Boy, he didn't really hurt you, did he? No, but almost. Say, that patch here picked up a lot from us Marines at that. The only thing I never liked about Butch is his habit of picking things up and hiding them. Guess he learned that from a Sarge. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? Oh, skip it, Sarge. You want us to bump yeah, down? Why don't you scram out of here? No back talk from you, Marie. Go on, all of you. Get into them punks and don't let me find you out of McKen tonight. Put that bird away, too. Good night, Sarge. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> ah, go to sleep. You guys are wasting a bunch of grammar school kids on a picnic with you, George. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Butch, I, I don't think the sergeant appreciates your talent. <laughs> hey, Roy, what are you going to do with Butch when we reach the stage? Leave him with my dad. He'll get a kick out of having Butch around the house. Uh, who wouldn't? Sergeant Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that he's gone, what are we waiting for? Yeah, ain't it the truth? Come on, Roy, you're all. Okay, here's a dough. Now, Butch, you stand by and wish Daddy a little luck, huh? <laughs> Come on. Early one afternoon, a few weeks later, Gail Manning, girl reporter for the Daily Sentinel, went to the home of Samuel Conway, head of the Conway War Plant. Her assignment was to interview Roy Conway, Marine hero on furlough from the South Seas. Well, my son should be here any minute, Miss Manning. He went over to the plant on an important errand for me. Oh, I really don't mind waiting, Mr. Conway. I'm sorry you're not feeling well. Oh, it's just a touch of the grip. Lots of it around this time of the year. I'm feeling lots better already. That's why I'm sitting up on this Davenport here in the living room. Feeling lots better. Mercy me. What's that? <laughs> oh, don't be startled. That's Butch, an African gray parrot my son brought home. Well, I thought your son was fighting in the Solomons. Oh, he was. Some flyer gave him the parrots. Roy said his company looked upon Butch as their mascot. Hiya, gorgeous. <laughs> well, for heaven's sake, listen to him. <laughs> oh, he's been around Marines, and he's a very intelligent bird. That remark you just made proves both. Well, I must say that's a very nice remark, even coming from a parrot. Okay. <laughs> oh. I see we have company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right, Butch. And I'm learning a lot about you Marines from Butchroy. Oh, uh, this is Miss Manning from Daily Sentinel. Oh, I'm glad to meet you, I'm sure. Gee, I never knew blondes like you became reporters. <laughs> I hope you meant that as a compliment, Mr. Conway. And how? So you'll have to excuse Roy's enthusiasm, Miss Manning. I doubt if he ran into many blondes on the Solomon Islands. Did you get what you went after, Roy? Huh? Oh, yeah. It's here in this envelope. I thought for a few minutes Mr. Dixon wasn't going to trust even me to bring it over. He knows how very important it is. Oh, put it in the table drawer there, Roy. I'll look it over later. Your boss, please, Mr. Conway. Hey, Saki. You can get in and out of that door quieter than a ghost. Unnecessary noise, not good for honorable nerves of senior, Mr. Conway. Ducky, sometimes I think I'd rather have the noise, not be startled out of my wits by having you suddenly speak at my side. I'll give it here. So sorry, please. It's most unfortunate occurrence that Saki startle honorable sir. In future, it will be with more care that I approach. All right, Saki. You may go now. If refreshments be desired... Please ring bell. Great day. I didn't think anybody had Japanese servants these days. Well, Saki was born in the Philippines, Miss Manning. He's been my valet for many years. I've always had a strange feeling about Saki. 
Butch doesn't like him either. Oh, your experience has made you overly suspicious, Roy. Butch and I have had our fill of that's what you mean. I declare, that parrot's just the cutest thing. He's good company, but he has his faults. Rips my Venetian blinds to pieces and steals everything in sight. <laughs> here, here. There, you see what I mean? There he goes with Roy's package of cigarettes. Hey, I'll get after him before he hides him. <laughs> now that really is something. Oh, look, he put him in this big face here. Oh, here's your box of pills too, Dad. I wondered what happened to them. Well, son, you'd better tell Miss Manning about yourself so she can get back to her paper. Oh, yes. I'm anxious to get a good story of your experiences. I tried to interview you before, but you've gone away. I had to go to the Marine base in Virginia. Got back last night. I'm leaving late this afternoon for parts unknown. Yes, I haven't seen much of him. Well, now, tell me about your actual war experiences. There really isn't much to tell. The Marines did a great job out there in the Solomons. I was glad to be with them. I remember when we first arrived there on transport. Listen, Sappy. What did you meet me for this time? Since you are the trusted valet of a man running a war plant, you should bring more information than you have been bringing. I am trusted, yes. And to keep that trust, I must move with caution. My honored father was Japanese. The spirit of his honorable ancestors moves me to act for the good of Japan. My birth on Philippine soil has helped me do so. So, and my fatherland is your ally. You must do more to help both countries. At this time, I bring news of great import. It's most interesting, if true. If Honorable Mr. Wheeler will listen, perhaps his tongue will lose its bitterness. I'm waiting to hear what you have to say. This afternoon, there was delivered to the senior Mr. Conway at his home a confidential report on production and destination of war materials from Conway War Plant. Ah, that is news of value. But how do you know this for certain? It was most fortunate that I overhear Mr. Conway tell Son to get such report from War Plant. The pot was brought by Son and placed in table drawn living room for future perusal by Father. That would be something worth taking risk to lay our hands on, Mishma. It is my unworthy opinion such a report would be of great value to our respective countries, my honorable friend. Of course. And it is up to us to work out a plan. Somehow, tonight, those reports must be in our hands. It doesn't get enough to make any man burn up. <laughs> the nerve of some people. Axford says he, while you're standing around doing nothing, run around the corner and get me some coffee and a sandwich. Hey, Michael Axford, what's the best newspaperman in the game running errands like a copy boy? <laughs> Here's the joint. And the next time I look him right in the eye and say, Good, good, I say, you can just get your lazy carcass up out of that chair and run your own errand. And then I say, You forget who you're talking to when you. Hey. Hey, how about a little service here? I ain't got all day now. Take it easy, bud. You don't look like you're starving. We got others ahead of you. Oh, a fresh guy, eh? I want some service and I want it now. I'm in a hurry. Sure, sure, sure. Everybody's in a hurry. Don't you know there's a war on? Sure, but you ain't fighting it. I want to get an order to go. Where's the boss of this joint? 
Over there in that booth, if it'll do you any good. Huh. And it ain't any of your business. Now, what do you want? I changed my mind. I don't want anything in this dump. If I wasn't a peaceful man, I'd show that jerk a thing or two. Coming he can get his own food. Going down to cops' headquarters to see what's doing. I'm a reporter, not an errand boy. We can't. Gail, I'm curious to know why you keep reading that article you wrote on that Marine. Oh, you'd think you'd never had one printed before. Oh, it isn't that I'm looking at, really. Say, now I get it. It's that Marine's picture you're staring at for so long. Lenore Case, can't a girl even read a copy of the paper she works for without everybody asking why? Oh, goodness, Gail, you are in a dither snapping my head off like that. Oh, I'm sorry, Lenore. I didn't really mean to. Oh, gee, but he's here, let me have a look at that picture. Hey, from the looks of that picture, he is worth sighing over at that. How long have you known him? Just since I interviewed him today. And to think he's gone away already. Gail Matthews. You mean to tell me you're making all this fuss over a man you met only once? He knows just the right things to say to a girl. Well, I guess he's not the only Marine who can do that. Come on, get out of the fog. Oh, I declare. I have the darndest luck. What's the matter, Gail? Something gone wrong? Oh, hello, Chief. We oh, nothing, really. I can tell you, Mr. Reed. Gail interviewed a Marine hero today and fell for him like a ton of bricks. Lenore. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. When are you going to bring him around, Gail? Oh, Lenore's crazy. Anyway, he went away this afternoon. Here's his picture and Gail's story. Hmm. Nice-looking chap at that. Roy Conway, eh? Son of Samuel Conway. Hmm. <laughs> hey, Gail, which one did you really interview, the Marine or the Parrot? According to the way this copy's written up, the Parrot gets more attention than young Conway. Oh, that's a very unusual Parrot, Chief. And a hero in its own right, sort of, as you can see by reading the whole story. I'll take it to my office and read it. Here's a letter to answer, Miss Case. Do it your own way. All right, Mr. Reed. And when Axford gets in, have him come to my office. Yes, sir. Where did Axford go, Gail? I don't know. Gunnigan sent him for some coffee and a sandwich some time ago. He never came back. Oh, yes, I heard Gunnigan raving. Say, if you wait till I get this letter done, we can take a cab home together. Well, that's all right with me unless something keeps me here. I don't have to look to know Axford's here. Sure, I'm here. Any reason why he shouldn't be, Cassie? <laughs> oh, I guess not. Maybe Gail can sigh over you for a while. No, what kind of a crack is that, I'd like to know? Oh, don't mind her, Axford. The chief wants to see you. Oh, Reed wants me, eh? Now, I wonder what for. Just step into his office and you can soon find out. Sure, sure. That's just what I'll do. Hello, Axford. I was just looking for you. Uh, so Gail told me, Reed. Uh, what have I done now? Gunnigan wants more details on that story you phoned into the rewrite desk this afternoon. That accident. Oh, glory be. I told Gunnigan I'd come in, and then I went on down to cops' headquarters. I'll go down now with it. Hello? Oh, Axford, yes. Hold on a minute. It's for you, Axford. Yeah. Hello? Oh, Sergeant Burke, what's up? What do you mean I always leave before the big things break? I hung around there four hours and... A scoopy say. Well, why didn't you say so? What's happened? Holy crow, When? Sure, I want to get in on it. I'll be down as soon as I give the story to the rewrite desk. Thanks for the tip. 
What is it, Axford? It's a scoop for the Daily Sentinel, Reed, and bad news it is. Samuel Conway has been murdered. The next afternoon, Britt Reed was talking to Axford in his office. So the police haven't any clues so far as to who murdered Mr. Conway. That's right, Reed. The valet calls himself Saki as a good alibi, all right. The cook says she went to Mr. Conway to ask about what he wanted for dinner. He was reading a paper of some kind, then, she says. Well, that must have been the report they say is missing. Yeah. Well, the old man told her he didn't want any dinner and he didn't want to be disturbed. So she went back to the kitchen, and she and the valet had their dinner. They were together until they heard the shot. And according to the story we have, they rushed to the living room, found the door bolted from the inside, and then called the police. That's right, Reed. The killer came in one of the windows and went out the same way. Gail says she was there when the son brought that report in. Yeah, and she said the valet came into the room then. I guess he saw where I can't we put it to. He might not have known what it was. Anyway, he has an alibi. Also, we know the son left to return to duty in the afternoon. No one else knew about the report except Dixon at the plant. What was it you were telling me about that parrot, Axford? Well, when Sergeant Burke and I got there, the parrot was squawking. Then he pipes up and says, Blast you, you hit it. I've got to find it. Then he'd squawk and keep saying the same thing over again. Oh. What did Burke say about that? Well, Sergeant Burke decided the bird was repeating what the killer said to Conway before he bumped him off. Where's the parrot now? Well, at the house. Sure, you don't think the police are dumb enough to arrest a parrot, do you? <laughs> of course not. You know, if that Saki didn't have such a good alibi, I'd say he did it. Gail said he gave it the creeps the way he was sneaking in and out yesterday. Yesterday afternoon, when Gunnigan sent me out for some food, I saw the guy who runs that eating joint sitting in a booth talking secret-like. I got so mad I didn't buy anything. Spies, I says to myself, that's what they are. Spoiler. <laughs> Well, Gunnigan was put out because you didn't come back. So that was the reason you saw that restaurant owner talking to Sure, and reason enough to my way of thinking. Where is this restaurant, actually? Uh, around the corner, on 4th Street. Just a dump. I see. Tell me, was there a police guard at the Conway place last night? Sure, all over the place. But Cassidy's the only one now keeping the curious from the front door. Mm -hmm. and what about the valet? Oh, him and the cook are staying on there till the sun comes back. Well, you'd better get down to headquarters, Axford. Maybe you might run on to some more news of the case. It's too late to help Mr. Conway now, but let's hope something turns up that will lead to the recovery of that report and the capture of those involved. Okay, Reed. I'm convinced there's some clue that'll show up sooner or later. And when it does, we want the Sentinel to get the news first. Too long, Mr. Pitt. I hurry back to your apartment as soon as possible. What did you find out, Cato? I go to a restaurant as you directed. Filipino cook who is friend point out owner to me. He tall, dark man. Have a bandage on right wrist. Bandage on his wrist? <laughs> well, shooting a gun wouldn't hurt his wrist if he did the shooting. What else? I asked Filipino friend where man was at certain time last night. He say owner back in office at Rear's building. He has an alibi too, then. Office have window that lead out to alley, Mr. Britt. That's interesting. If you suspect Jack that Axford saw with restaurant owner was valet of dead man, why not tell the police? Remember, the valet has an alibi. 
Also, if he did go out yesterday afternoon, he could have stopped to talk to several people. And moreover, that restaurant man would establish an alibi, and they'd get nowhere. But if he should be one who has a stolen report... We may be suspecting the wrong man entirely, Cato. There's one thing, though, that interests me. Hand me that Daily Sentinel. I want to read Gail Manning's article again. Yes, sir. Yes, thanks. Uh, let's see. At one time, said Roy Conway, Butch practically saved my life. Hmm. Who is the uh, Butch, Mr. Butch? A parrot. And Butch's worst habit... It... Wait. This may be it. You speak of riddles, Mr. Britt. No, Cato, clues. Maybe I've got something. Young Conway's expected to arrive tomorrow morning. If anyone wants to get into the Conway house to make a search, they'll have to do it tonight. Search? For what? For that secret report, Cato. But I want to get there first. Come on, the Green Hornet has a job to do. Stepping through a secret panel in the rear of a closet in his bedroom, Britt Reed and Cato went along a narrow passageway built within the walls of the apartment house itself. This passageway led to an adjoining building which fronted on a dark side street. Though supposedly abandoned, this building served as the hiding place for the sleek, super-powered Black Beauty, streamlined car of the Green Hornet. Britt Reed pressed a button. The great car roared into life. A section of the wall in front raised automatically, then closed as the gleaming Black Beauty sped into the darkness. Kato. The windows to the living room should be on the side off that terrace. Must be careful, Mr. Britt. If Officer Cassidy around it front. I'll be careful. We'll move the car into the shadows, keep the lights out, and keep out of sight. Just in case someone else wants to come the back way. Why do you think secret report is still in the house? Well, that parrot kept repeating something which the police decided were the killer's last words to Mr. Conway. But I have a hunch those words were spoken directly to the parrot. But I, I don't understand. You will if my hunch proves correct. I'm going in. Watch yourself, Cato. Locating the living room window, Britt Reed quickly manipulated the catch, then silently stepped into the room and closed the window behind him. I'll have to depend on my flashlight. <laughs> hiding place. He's going behind that big screen in the corner. Ah, back at that statuette, huh? Oh, a hollow place there. All right, get away, Butch. Let's see what you have hidden. There. Butch, I think this is it. Let's see. How is the secret report, all right? Here with my cigarettes. Butch, you're a hero again. Let's see who is it? Quiet, Sandy. Don't let the lights. 
It's the back time there. It's not safe. Now the police is out front to change guards. I have to call you. He wants us in here. Did you prepare this? No. Yes, the last affair is coming from the table before I could stop it. I was busy with Kyle Bain. Couldn't see where the bird hit him. Hold it, you lugs. Done no better. Mask men. It's a notorious green hornet. So you're the killer who shot Conway, eh? I admit nothing. There's no proof of such a thing. You say a wanted criminal, Willa. There is yet an honorable way out. You use that word honorable rather freely, Saki. Ah, it's my name. Surely it's been in the papers. I see you hold the report in your hand, my friend. Cut out that friend stuff. You're not getting this report, but you will get what's coming to you. You and your Jap pal. I resent not implication, Honorable Hornet. To be Japanese is to be one of future masters of the world. Along with the Nazi Germans, nicht wahr? <laughs> Two skunks with but a single thought. But enough of this, I haven't time. Yes, enough, and this will finish this. That's for the bird. Good work, Butch. Too bad you didn't spoil his aim with Conway. Come for window wheeler. I'll shout for police. They find Hornet here. Help! Police! Grab him, Saki. Drop the oh, light. Oh, no, you don't. The light, Saki. Take it, Nazi. Saki, watch out. Get. Must get the room. Stay face. Here's something for that face of yours. <laughs> this honorable use of gas. Well, that did it, Butch. Now to put this report in Saki's hand. There. And you kick that gun near the Nazi's hand. It's a good thing Gail wrote about the way you take things and hide them. Police, you're in charge now, Butch. That shot came from in here. Turn on the light. There. That's better. Last you, you hit it. Hey. Glory be, look here. Say, that's the valet on the floor, out cold. And another guy, too. What on earth has been going on here? Hey, look. Here's a paper in the chap's hand. Great, St. Patrick. This must be that stolen report, Sarge. Let me see that. Sure, and that's exactly what it is. So, this valet was in on this monkey business after all. Hey, here's a gun. Don't touch that, Axford. Wait, Hornet! Ah! What's that? Uh, that was only the parrot speaking, Sarge. Put your gun away. Ah! Hey! Ah! this? Get away! Well, did you see that now? Gail Manning wrote about the parrot doing that trick in the Sentinel yesterday. Hey, that guy there has his wrist bandaged. This parrot was here when old man Conway was murdered. Sure, and that's right. This guy might have done it. Say, he's the same lug this valet was talking to in a restaurant yesterday, too. Oh, holding back vital information, eh, Axford? If that gun there proves to be the weapon the bullet came from that killed Conway, we'll be sure this guy's the murderer. Though I'm pretty sure right now. Hey, I just thought of what that parrot said a minute ago. What are you talking about? Don't you remember? He said Green Hornet. So he did. The Green Hornet was after that report, too. He gassed these lugs to get it, but we scared him off. <laughs> Axford, that parrot reminds me of you. Yeah, he does now. And how do you make that out? Uh, fluttering around, yelling green hornet and squawking about nothing. Come on, boys, get those two down to headquarters. A couple of spies all right enough, and we'll get them talking to prove it. Charge, this will be a feather in your cap for clearing up that murder so quick. <laughs> Seems to me the parrot had more to do with it than Sergeant Burke. Is that so now? If it wasn't for me, you wouldn't have a scoop on the whole story. Reed'll be glad to get this story, all right. But he'll still wonder why you let the Green Hornet get away. Green Hornet, get away! Huh? <laughs> there, you see? Two of a kind. Sure, and it isn't a part I'm thinking you are. Holy crow! Even while you're standing here gabbing, the worst by them all slipped right away from you. That traitorous Green Hornet! Green Hornet! Ah! Ah! <laughs> 
just heard the adventure story of a parrot these exciting dramas are sent to you each week at the same time they are copyrighted features of the green hornet incorporated and originate in the studios of wxyz detroit all characters names places and incidents used in this drama are purely fictitious bob height speaking this is the blue network